Hello everyone, hope you are doing well. Welcome to another episode of DevOps with Zach. I'm Arshad Zakaria and today I have Dilan Jaisekar to talk about DevOps for data science. He's a data engineer at Picture Partners Australia and an awesome blogger as well. So let's get started. Hi Dilan, how was your Saturday? Hey Zach, uh, it's a bit sunny in Melbourne, right? Uh, well, it's so far so good. Uh, how about Singapore? Ah, Singapore is so sunny. You know, it's very uh, hard to say. It's very unpre- very unpredictable. It's uh, unpredictable, right? Changing. Yes, yes. Sometimes <laughs> it's raining, sometimes sunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, now it's pretty warm. It's good. It's good. That's so awesome. it's uh, today is very. I'm really excited to uh, have you here because it's a uh, it's a very new topic like how data science and DevOps uh, collaborate yeah, together. So yes, let's get started, right? right? Yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome combination. So I'm really really excited to. Uh, have you here and uh, it's a uh, very excited about this topic yeah, yeah. So, uh, before starting like uh, before we go to the DevOps and data science uh, <clears throat> can you brief like uh, what is data science everyone talking data science science mm-hmm. so can you tell the audience like what is data science yeah sure thing man uh, yeah so to explain the term uh, data science uh, let me first uh, walk you through a small example right so I think in that yeah way, that's much better yeah yeah, that way I think it'll be a good foundation for the rest of the conversation and Correct. it'll be easier for the audience to like, you know, follow and understand this whole concept of data science as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine yourself, Zach, um, waking up in the morning, let's say at six o'clock, five o'clock, if you are a morning person, and what's <laughs> okay. the first thing that you're going to do, right? I mean, we all can admit that we will look at our phone, right? Yes. It could be to turn off the alarm. <clears throat> To check the notification, to yep. check if, if that person liked or commented on that photo you posted yesterday. I mean, it can be any any reason, right? Correct, correct. My point being is that you picking up your phone and that's the first record of data you generate for the rest of the day, right? So imagine a single well, like yeah. single empty table that has name, email number, location, and pickup time. So the name is SAC, email number, whatever that is, and the location Singapore, pickup time is 6.02 a.m., all right? So since that record, you switch to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, email, and then if you are working, when you are going into your work, when you commute, you must be listening to a podcast or music. So these are all data that you generate for the day, right? And then you might be doing some Google searches or shopping on Amazon, eBay, online shopping everywhere, right? So just imagine how how many and how much of data that you generate just for one just for one day well it should be millions right thousands millions yeah 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 like like, you know most of the time it's it increased one gb per one person because i know that like you know australia as a nation we generate like like millions of terabytes of data within one day just one day right so the thing is that now everyone is like collect everyone is generating this data and there's this whole big data concept in the world and the question is that how do we get like you know how do we get the most out of this data as as an individual there's no much used like you know to get the data and do analysis on, on our own but for the businesses they can use this data and then they can convert this data into useful information so this is where i come into your question now again this is what data science is data science is the field of study that combine all the domain expertise programming skills and knowledge of mathematics and statistics to extract meaningful insights from data, right? So it's a basic process of converting raw data into useful information. 
So that's data scientist. And also, I'm just going to explain two more things if I have okay. time, Zach. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so data analytics and data science, they have two, like, two basic components. One is descriptive analytics, which tells you what happened in the past. Like, for example, let's say that you're running a business, right? And yep. you have, uh, let's say, five years worth of data, the historical data. And then you wanted to know uh, how your store performed uh, last December, last Christmas. And then maybe you wanted to compare your sales, your revenue of 2019 December to 2020 December. And if the sales were increased and if it was increased, why it was increased? What are the drivers? What are the drivers behind the sales? I mean, it could be like you know, a new product that you launched on uh, 2020 December. So, so things like that. So this is what we call descriptive analytics. It tells you what happened in the past. And the next thing is predictive analytics. This one, this predict what, what is most likely to happen in the future. So for example, a data scientist can do, uh, he can analyze the past uh, five years of data. And then like, you know, uh, the most uh, obvious one is that if we have sales data, we know that there's a direct correlation between uh, quantity and sales revenue, right? If the quantity is going up, then your sales and your profit is going also up. But the thing that you don't know is that maybe your, your customers, maybe, uh, for example, I'm saying this, all right? Maybe the customers of uh, age group between 18 to 20 of male, maybe they are tend to buy your products more often. Maybe you don't know that, like, right? So to extract that information, you need data science. So that's why I'm saying like, you know, data science, they're practitioners, they apply, they can apply machine learning algorithms to numbers, text, images, videos, audios, and more to produce all the artificial intelligence AI systems to perform tasks that uh, normally ordinary uh, require human intelligence. So in return, this business the systems that generate insights and uh, which analysts and business users, they can translate into tangible business value. So, yeah, I hope I didn't confuse or took so much time. No, no, it's, it's very, very, very clear. Thank, thank you very much. It's, it's, uh, uh, even uh, it's, it's very, you gave like good example that I really like it that uh, from wake up. No, I was thinking, yeah, I yes, I was feeding yeah. the data. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I would like to add something as well there. Like uh, there's thing called, uh, we have, I mean, uh, uh, AI ops uh, yeah. in machine learning and big data we have been used for the observability and the incidents like uh, if any metrics and past incidents it, it can predict the uh, predict and run automations uh, for yeah. the uh, infrastructure and the uh, other related stuff in DevOps like uh, uh, we can automate using like you said like a predi prediction so predictions, that's one of the topic yeah. uh, we, we can talk separately another day hopefully uh, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. so uh, the, the, my main question like uh, okay the DevOps can help with data science. What do you think? Really, like the DevOps culture, the practice, and uh, the sorry, the culture practice, the process, and the, the tools. Uh, you yeah, think yeah, like yeah. the entire DevOps uh, uh, can help the data science? Hmm. That's a great question, Zach. Well, first of all, I'm not going to define DevOps here because in early episodes, I saw like you know, so I saw Nilesh, Shehan, and Kanchan, and yourself, Zach, like you know, covered it the best way possible. So I'll talk about DevOps for data science, right? So in my opinion, like DevOps in data science, if you manage to get it right, it's good. And you just do it. It's, it's in, incredible. It's fun, but it's really hard. 
and it's not something that's super easy so you won't get that many people doing this that's why there's not much devops in data science all right okay and the thing is that people normally like data scientists they normally do this data science stuff in a more ad hoc way right so there's not really a process for delivering it that's because data scientists are not really software engineers you can't expect a data scientist to use software engineering best practices all right uh, for example a data scientist should focus on just what they are good at analyzing data predicting and machine learning and only on developing advanced analytics models and bringing advanced analytics models to production and operating a model running in production is not part of their formal job role at all yeah that's, yeah that's not their formal role in the organization the skills for both of these activities they are also very limited for the average data scientist and this is where devops come into play this is how you guys this is how devops engineers they can bridge the gap between data science and productionizing bi dashboards advanced analytical and machine learning models and everything so this is the gap that has in data science yeah so uh, like 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 i mentioned before so you're mainly saying that uh, the collaboration right so uh yeah. the with the devops team uh, and the other teams like uh, like you said that uh, yeah you had focus on mainly on these modules and your uh, yeah, data exactly. science stuff but uh, yes collaboration with other teams uh yeah. you can uh, it it will it will help you to uh, improve i mean like focus on only on your part of the job right yeah. so i think that's 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 basically yes that's where the devops comes so for <laughs> helping everyone i believe like we can apply for any any scenario seems like so yeah, yeah <laughs> it's possible so yeah so i think uh, you also face a lot of issues uh, in that so end of the session i believe that uh, if any other data scientist those who are willing to come to this uh, journey or they're joining to this uh, field uh, would help this podcast yeah so yeah, uh, yeah, we would explain that as well yes correct so how do you think this gap and the need for devops in the data science was created in the first place <laughs> yeah so that was a great question sack uh, well you know how this gap was created in the first place well um i'm not 100% sure of this statement all right but this is just my personal Fine. opinion which yeah, yeah. you can share your opinion yeah yeah so what happened and what went wrong at some point in the past is that i remember data science was labeled as the sexiest job in the 21st century like you know 7 8 years ago and as soon as that news went viral all the firms the companies they heard it and they just want to start their own data and analytics departments probably without thinking what the hell are they doing right <laughs> and then now it's getting to a point where they established a team for a few years and they are working on what's the return of investment now and i guess the i guess the problem really comes from where you have started like you know the thing that you have started the thing is you are data scientist they are super smart guys with uh, masters and phd's and they are super skilled at building machine learning models and advanced analytics but the problem is that they are not skilled as software developers and that's when the question first arose also another thing i want to mention we know that we can break down devops into core principles right sir so even just Correct. the yeah yeah can basic, yeah even just the basics ones like source controlling your code and you will yep. be really surprised how many data scientists actually source control their code because there's wow. not many there's not many sack like not many at all or that you will be really surprised and it's not because they are doing a bad job because like you know 
could be uh, some of the platforms they work on, they are not super easy to source control. For example, if we take Jupyter Notebooks, they are not the easiest to source control. But I mean, it's quite tricky and yet there are still ways to make that possible. But it's a bit difficult because it's not one single script, you know. And again, the thing I wanted to mention is that data science is it's not ad hoc static delivery projects always. Data scientists building out predictive modeling, but they use data and the data refreshes. So they have to have that agile development life cycle in data science as well. It can't be just a waterfall model. So yeah, I think that answers your question about uh, how come this gap created in the first place. That's because the, they, they thought about uh, starting a data science team, but they didn't thought about how do we like you know actually productionize this and when the technology is getting increased, when the time goes on, how do we actually like you know keep that? How do we maintain this? How do we ch- face the challenges without a development like you know that technical guys without a technical guys? How do we uh, face our future? So that's how all this gap was created in the first place. Wow, that's a uh, <laughs> that's a really big gap. So uh, I yeah, think I know, the, right. DevOps is the best solution that uh, can fulfill these uh, the gaps and uh, make the collaboration. So basically, when it comes to DevOps, uh, I, personally, I don't like to call as a DevOps engineers. I always mention uh, mm-hmm. because it's not one person work, like you say, yeah, it's, it's collaboration. But I think uh, I feel like the, the 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 data scientist kind of kind of alienated or like kind of isolated. Uh, uh, yeah, that's exactly uh, true. The yes, thing that we want to do is, yeah, we want to like, you know, sit in the same room together, like, you know, the DevOps, data scientists, programmers, and they need to discuss, like, you know, how do we, how do we fix this problem? Because correct, that this massive gap is, is still there, like, you know, and and I'm sure that that gap will be like, you know, it will be will be there for a few years of a time. Yes, right? so so, so, well, so yeah, then well, you can focus only on your modules, and you know, you can think because. Uh, Exactly. Uh, should definitely need a brainy, right? Because uh, you're writing those modules and it's not easy work. Exactly. Uh, like exactly. you said that the Jupyter Notebooks, yeah, I, I, I don't have much experience on that, but I have uh, done some homework and some participated <laughs> some sessions in uh, AWS, uh, like SageMaker. Yeah. So I have done few, uh, like uh, work with few of these notebooks and uh, I have uh, AWS, uh, the deep lane, so... <laughs> Uh, tried few of these yeah, yeah, yeah. modules and try to uh, do some stuff. Oh, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, it, it needs to be happen like uh, the collaboration with other teams. So then I uh, I believe you can fulfill uh, because when it comes to Git, there are a lot of good practices. I plan to do another yeah. separate session for that. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, I because that's, that's where we want to like you know start in the first place. That like you know correct, uh, correct, we, correct. We, we want the data science to like you know the like just train them of like you know how to use Git. Like you know if you have like you know existing projects, like how how do you give this? Like that's the first step. Start from that, and then we can like you know talk about DevOps. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we we will pr- plan to do one of that. I think it's really it will be really good. Because the yeah. uh, main reasons of these podcasts are for learning, right? Because uh, we, we all are not like superheroes. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. We, we all do mistakes. And yeah, that's the main first thing. So even though like uh, doing this podcast, I learn a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> like uh, with, uh, yesterday with Kanchana, I learned a lot, lot of things. Uh, it was a really, really good podcast as well. So this one is really awesome because it's very rare topic. Uh, everyone is talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, so let's go ahead with the... 
I have a lot of things to ask you, so <laughs> please, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right, Ogun, man. Yeah, just go ahead. Sure. Yes, I'm going to ask you a lot of, lot of questions, so don't worry. Um, so, Dylan, you mentioned uh, ML modules, the machine learning modules you deploy. Yeah. Is it also an evolving process? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much same to the normal uh, SDLC, the software development lifecycle as well. Yeah, so what I mentioned earlier was that data scientists are building out predictive models and things like that. They 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 want the data to refresh, right? Like, you know, keep refresh. So you have to have that agile development cycle. So it okay. can't be just a waterfall model. So let's say that, for example, even though you deployed a model last week, how do you ensure that model is still accurate this week? Because the model you trained at the time hopefully can be accurate at that time. But the next day, is it is it still reflecting the, the reality? Because in terms of how much your business changed, how much your problem domain changed, and if any of those were to happen, then it could mean that there's no longer reflective reality anymore. That means your, your machine learning model is a failure. It does, like There's no accuracy now. So you have to have that keep checking back to make sure that the predictions that you are making and your confidence levels, they make sense. Right, right. So that's how you do the machine learning models. Like, you know, you train the set and then there's the result set that should increase a X number of accuracy. So mainly right. the accuracy, right? Like uh, if it's person, yeah. 99%, for example, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. So uh, you, you want to, uh, okay, uh, uh, let's get a cat. Okay. Yeah. The cat is, yeah. uh, you're scanning the ca- uh, cats. Uh, yeah. Like you have to keep uh, feed the, the your model to uh, scan ca- the cat images, like different breeds. Yeah. Yeah, there are thousands of breeds right there, different breeds, yeah. different sizes and yeah. uh, different angles. Yeah, then then uh, your model should be able to capture and say this, okay, this is 99%, this is a cat. Exactly, yeah. Let's okay, say okay. that, yeah, so depending on your business requirement, let's say that we need to be 85% accurate saying that this is a cat, right? And if your accuracy, okay. or, if your accuracy or the stats that you get, uh, the things, if the, if the things drop below that threshold, then you have to do a data refresh and see what's happening or a model refresh or, or fine tune the algorithm that you're using or consider selecting a different algorithm. Like, you know, so in time to time, the data could be changing, the your business uh, domain can, could be changing or the uh, requirement could be changing. So you have to have that agile life cycle here. So placing those checks to make sure your data engineering process is documented and with the threshold don't, uh, I mean, the threshold don't drop below and there should be a good orchestration like you know for the whole process and that's how you make it whole you know so yeah this is an evolving process it's not just a static delivery i mean data science is stat i mean data science was static delivery like 10 years ago but now it's not just static delivery it's a continuous development and data science need devops engineers they just do so in my opinion devops and data engineers they are the backbone of a good data science team so you you need the best DevOps practices uh, in data science as well, right? Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. That that has to be done. I think uh, because uh, when when it comes to DevOps, everyone thinks it's about mm-hmm. tools and the you know it is Kubernetes, it is Docker. No, but yeah. it's the, the, the like you said, the automations. I it's a culture. Uh, yeah, I did a podcast with it's a really awesome podcast with uh, Shehan. We talk about automation. So we had to automate everything basically. It is. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. True. So. Uh, <laughs> Okay, let's say, let's say, uh, assume so. I want to change my career. Okay, since you talk about data engineering DevOps, can nice, a DevOps uh, engineer change his career path to a data engineer? If yes, how and what are what are your thoughts about this? 
Yeah, all right. So I I invite you to join Data Science Now Sat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the funny thing is that um sometimes this DevOps guy in a data science team can be your data engineer, right? So I'm gonna illustrate you something. So imagine a okay. diagram with uh, three circles intersecting intersecting in the middle. So the one okay. the one circle is software engineering and your software development knowledge. Okay. okay? And the other circle is your DevOps knowledge, all right? And the next circle is your data science knowledge. So when we intersect all these three in the middle, that's where you get your data engineer, all right? Okay. So what I'm saying is that, like, you know, personally, if I take my journey, I started my career as a software developer, and then I just kind of like you know, took a U-turn and I, I just turned into data science and then I learned about all the machine learning and data science and all the, all the data analytics, business uh, intelligence and everything. <laughs> it's okay. And I mean, then, same here. I, I started as a software engineer as well. Yeah. Engineer as well, right? So yeah, my point being is that when you start from software engineering and then it will be really easy, like, you know, like if you take you, Zach, you know, for example, you have the software engineering experience and you have the DevOps experience, right? So you only now need to gather a few experience on data science, like just the major, major concepts. What is machine learning like, you know, what does data scientists need? That's the thing that you have to like, you know, get into your brain. So this is really easy for the DevOps engineers. Like if we take the opposite side, let's imagine that there's a third person in the room and he started his career as a data scientist, okay? So to a data scientist to become a data engineer, it's really hard because he needs to learn about software engineering and DevOps as well, right? So a data scientist, it's gonna be a hard job, but for DevOps engineers to come into data science field, I think that's, that's a really, really easy thing because DevOps is much needed in data science now. Like for example, let's say like, you know, in a, um, what's the word, multidisciplinary team that includes okay, yep. scientists, uh, BI engineers, data engineers. So the role of a data engineer is mostly to ensure the quality and availability of the data. So I'll come back to this in a, a bit when I'm talking about data, data pipelines. But like, you know, I think yeah. this, is, this is what needs to be done. Like data engineer, he should be the most technical guy in the team. And a DevOps engineer, a person who has DevOps knowledge, software engineering knowledge, your Ubuntu knowledge, and your Dev, your Git, like all this knowledge. With that combination, you just have to learn a bit about data science, and you could be the best fit in a, in any data science team. And you could be the backbone, and you could be the leading data engineer and and, and DevOps in any data science team. Oh, that's really impressive. <laughs> yeah. Now. <laughs> you can also take a U-turn from DevOps to data science. Act, but Actually, to be honest, you know that uh, yeah, I, 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 as like a, you know the like a garage projects. Uh, I, what I do is like uh, I'm more into because uh, uh, the Python is one of the languages like uh, I like and day to day I'm using. So right. uh, you see these uh, your pandas, NumPy, those uh, libraries I have used before for you know those uh, with the CSV data, not like a big things you're doing, but uh, uh, play with some CSV data. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, same time, I, I I love to you know learn new things like uh, evolve and evolve, evolve, evolve. Uh, so I I, I tried That's these. Uh, yeah. So I got this deep lens and I tried different deploy different models and try and this was really impressive. Yeah. And I'm planning to uh, do this AWS deep racer. Uh, yes. So let's see. Let's see how things are going on. <laughs> 
uh, yeah it's it's uh, i mean like uh, yeah yeah i mean like it is very interesting field because it's something new like uh, it's kind of uh, uh, for me it's you can play around with a lot of data because data is the new fuel right because yeah, it's, yeah. it's about all about money and uh, yeah, if you are talking like, about data yeah. yeah i think like you know like as my first example like you know think of how many data there to generate for like you not know, just one day and imagine in like you know 2030 or 2025 like you know data will just like you know only increase man so the need of data and the need of analyzing data is just going to be like you know demanding higher and higher and higher and when that demand is getting higher we need devops and data engineers in a team without data engineers and devops there won't be any data science That because you know you have to deliver very i mean like a very uh, yeah. fast delivery so yeah, exactly then devops should come there like uh, exactly because 10 years ago it was just data science in a static delivery like you know people would come give them like you know these are my csv files do this do the predictions give me the results that's it but now this is 2021 like you know everything need to be automated like like everything should need to be happen in a like you know in in real time without zero downtime so so how do we do this this is why we need devops engineers because data scientists don't have that knowledge and that's not therefore they don't have to have that knowledge we because that because you guys meant to uh, focus on only for these uh, writing the model because it's very hard part to do because that's yeah, the main yeah. core yeah, yeah th- that that's where the devops comes like uh, be- before where, where the devops term, term comes like uh, always there's a famous joke like okay developers and programmers uh, they they complain okay it's working on my computer i don't care i don't know whether it's working on this uh, processor or not the the upstream then again saying it's not working here i don't know we can't uh, take your uh, computer and host in the classroom site right yeah that's, so, yeah, that's why we have these uh, uh, infrastructure automation lot of things lot of things as uh, it comes to the this devops process Hmm. So when it comes to that the the pipeline, you know, the when when uh, the when the DevOps talking like uh, the the famous term is a pipeline, okay, CI/CD pipeline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They call it pipeline, okay. So hmm. uh, uh, we uh, my previous places we have created data pipelines. So uh, the normal when when it comes to DevOps pi- pipeline is kind of you know set of instructions. So it will uh, like uh, there are uh, step steps. So for example, okay, if I do the first commit to this particular branch, it will trigger a build. and it will create the contain artifact it will store in the artifact factory then it will uh, when when it comes want to deploy uh, before deploy it will scan for security uh, any yeah. vulnerabilities then it will deploy yeah. and monitor observability then again get the feedback again develop that cycle is going like it's kind yeah. of like a, you know infinite cycle yeah totally. so the same like the data pipelines i have seen that data people are talking about data pipelines yeah. uh, can you elaborate uh, about the what is a data pipeline and how the things are like uh, happening there yeah So I'm going to explain about uh, data pipeline in a more like from my my perspective right from a data engineer's perspective. So think of it think of like you know I'm just giving a bit of in- introduction here. So think of any pipe that receives like you know something from a source and it carries to carries to the destination. So what happens to the data along the way like you know within the pipe it depends upon the business use case and the destination itself right? so a data pipeline in data science it may be a simple process of just data extraction and loading for example let me give you uh, this all right let's say i have a business and let's say the business is i own a cinema all right i own an own, own cinema and i have the ticketing details in a vendor called a and i have the i have my cinema's food and beverage data in a, a vendor called b okay and and also let's say that my people like you know the staff they they wanted to do uh, manually record something in google sheets i know it's old school but people still does that 
so uh, in Google Sheets as well. So what I wanted to do is that I'm 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 creating this uh, BI dashboard or like this near real time BI dashboard. So I wanted to extract all this data into one place. So what I can do is that I'm giving this example uh, related to AWS. Okay, so I can use AWS Lambda functions in Python to extract the data in vendor A, B uh, using APIs. So I can uh, put my Python code into Lambda functions and then schedule it to run like, you know, every day at six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning to extract yesterday's data. And then I save them in a data lake. That my data lake in AWS could be my S3 bucket, all right? And then what I have to do is I need to create a synchronization between my S3 bucket data and uh, and my destination would be my data warehouse, which is in, in Amazon Redshift. So I need to create this combination. So to create that synchronization, I'm using AWS Glue, Glue catalog for the ETL process. Like, you know, if I wanted to convert anything, like, you know, that raw data into something, and then I will do that in AWS Glue, I will, I will do the ETL process, and then I would uh, save my data in AWS Redshift. So this is the simple example of processing of data extraction and loading. So it's just an example of ELT, extract, load, and transform. Or it may be designed to handle data in a more advanced manner, such as training data sets for machine learning. For example, let's say the same example. We're getting the data into S3 bucket, and then we can, then we can run our SageMaker notebooks to run the machine learning model, and then get the output, and then we can maybe save the results in a, in in a Redshift uh, data warehouse. So my, let's say my BI dashboards is using Power BI. So Power BI can then read from Amazon Redshift in real time and then Power BI can update and we can visualize the data that we want. So in my, in my opinion, uh, so simply a data pipeline is a series of processes that migrate data from a source to destination database. So, so, so the, the above example is just a simple example of a data extraction uh, loading transformation and also a, a bit of a uh, bit of advanced thing for, with machine learning so yeah so constructing data pipeline uh, is the core responsibility of data engineering i would say and it it requires a bit of programming skills to design the program for continuous and automated data exchange and as this process is a bit complex it's it's viable for organization whose products have found the market so yeah to pursue the for the growth and stuff so I think that's that's what data pipeline in, wow. in data engineering. It's I, I feel like it's a lot of work, man. <laughs> it's not easy. Yes, that's why, like because we cannot judge a book by the cover, right? They always say so. Yeah, uh, I believe all, all we all do hard work. We cannot say okay, uh, uh, software engineering is easy work. Like you're just sitting on the table and you know, uh, chair sorry, chair and uh, just uh, you just keep coding. But it's not about that. The, the way of thinking, the the, uh, the the process, the all process, it's not easy. Like you said, like a, uh, it's it's. It's not hard. It's not uh, easy. What I'm trying to say is like, hmm. uh, we all do hard work. We all do yeah. hard work. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a pretty good uh, example you gave. It's really, really appreciate that, man. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, so how do you apply DevOps in data science? How do you apply DevOps in data science? All right. So I'm going to give this example, right? Uh, I'm, wrap I'm wrapping up a similar project with a colleague of mine at the moment. And okay. the code was written in Python and then uh, build out all the infrastructure around that automatically. So they only focus on writing the module, the code, the model, and then they submit it to a source control, version control, which then picks up by, so this, uh, I just have to pause it. 
Uh, I just have to say that uh, this is uh, using uh, Azure DevOps. Okay. All right. So yeah. So again, back to my explaining thing. Uh, what did I stop? Yeah. So let's say that he submitted to the source control version control, yep. and which then picks up by VSTS. It's now uh, Azure ZLI, and then it wrapped up into a Docker image. The Docker image then deployed into into a Docker container registry, and then it gets picked up and deployed into Kubernetes. And they and they need a REST API because they want to like you know get the response of their model each time. So so this is a thing that I have like you know, recently applied DevOps in data science, and this takes me back. To a previous questions you asked, Zach. When okay. a DevOps, when a DevOps said to a data scientist, let's say that I'm you are the DevOps, and then you are telling me like, no, I'm the data scientist. You are telling me this, all right? You need to define the JSON schema for inputs and outputs. You need to kind of specialize uh, init.py and a run.py and package up your model in that way and put it into a Docker container. And when you say that, the data scientist will go like, boom, and like, what the hell are you saying, man? <laughs> like, you know, this is this is the gap. This is the gap. Like, you know, most data scientists, when they finished an analysis or their assignment, they will come up, come to you with like, you know, a CSV saying, all right, these are my results. These are my results with predictions. But the real question is that how do I operationalize this man? Like how do I put this into an app? So that is the question. So this again circles back to the gap and then the need of DevOps in data science, you know. So I think I think I strongly think it's time that we need to declare a data ops. And I strongly believe that starting from 2030 or something, data ops will be a separate job role. And yeah, I, I think it would be like uh, I think now ML office there. So AI office there. So I think uh, it will be uh, very soon <laughs> it will happen, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't think we have to wait till another nine years for that. Uh, yeah. Anyways, now the years are like, the days are like very running very fast, you know. <laughs> it's almost uh, end of the 2021. We are here already. Almost there. Yeah, yeah time flies, man. Yeah. yeah. Right. So when we, when like, uh, before wrap it up, like, uh, we'll, uh, like, uh, simply uh, define that what is this uh, DevOps and data science to the collaborations like okay mm-hmm. uh, the the correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> yes. so so all the process you have in the data science uh, you want to focus only on your modules so yeah. you need the DevOps uh, the culture practices the best practices and the tools to yeah. automate to make your life easier yeah. and uh, keep do the monitoring and like the the de- DevOps cycle runs so you want yeah. to uh, collaborate together right yes exactly because okay. yeah. We want like, you know, starting from the data extraction and then putting into a data lake and then maybe like, you know, we need to tag the meta tags and then we need to do some an- analysis on it. And at the moment, uh, from the other side, uh, uh, our data scientists, like, you know, they should be able to uh, code within a source control. So we need DevOps here. And then whenever like, you know, when, when they finalize the, 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 the model, it needs to be like you know deployed into SageMaker as well, and then SageMaker should pick that up and then run the model on it, and then get the final result set, save that in a Redshift database, and then that Redshift database will feed into our uh, BI visualization tool. It could be Tableau, Power BI, anything. So yeah, okay, so, so basically, the main by entire process, you need to uh, uh, like uh, collaborate with uh, the DevOps culture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It is much needed, man. And same time, I would like to say, like, I plan to do another episode. Uh, so now yeah. we were talking about the DevOps for data science, right? Yes. So same same way, you know, the data can help with DevOps as well. It's called like, uh, 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 for example, AIOps, the machine yeah. learning uh, big data for basically, uh, okay, uh, how to say like, okay. Uh, 
So even metrics and traces we have uh, one uh-huh. side. So historical analysis and uh, anomaly detection, performance analysis. Yep. So yep. those are the and one other side, the task automations and change risk analysis, the yep. incidents, uh, the knowledge management are there. So yep. collaborating those two, everything, though we can uh, do some actions. So automate some processes, you know, okay, yep. uh, uh, using those things. So we, we'll do another session, uh, separate one, how these AI ops uh, helps yeah, that'd with be, the ops. Yes. That'd so, be a great topic, man. Yeah. yeah. So basically, so anyways, you, you can understand now, it's mainly about the collaboration. It's not one person job. You no, need each it's other to yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, uh, thank you very much for your time, Dilan. It's really, really appreciate. Uh, you yeah, no, shared no, a lot, a uh, lot <laughs> nice, awesome content today. So, I'm planning to do a lot of uh, stuff with you uh, soon as, uh, I mean, like in the soon, uh, in the future as well. So, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you very much, Zach. I mean, thanks for having me, and I hope the audience get something out of it. And um, definitely, you know, definitely, they know the DevOps and data science, the combination with it, and the correlation and the gap and everything. So yeah, yeah. Thanks again, man. Thanks for having me. Okay, man. Cheers. Then have a nice right. day. Cheers, man. Yeah, you too. Thank you, Dilan, for joining with us today. And if you would like to read the blog post of Dilan, please check the links in the description. I look forward to see you again with another episode of DevOps with Zach.